without giving up what you think it is, you can certainly, I can say what I think is going on, but I'm saying it from, I think this is going on, rather than this is what's going on. I can argue that point and listen very clearly, like be willing to see that I may not have it all, or I could be completely off in my interpretation. And that makes it a lot easier for the other person in a total contextual way to consider what I had to say, because I'm checking in with them about my own opinion rather than forcing my opinion on them. Do you worry about giving difficult feedback and coming off as a jerk? Or maybe on the flip side of that, do you struggle to be kind without being a pushover? Hello, my friends. My name is Chad, and this is the Naked Leadership Podcast, high-stakes conversations for relentless company founders. My co-host and I have over six decades of combined experience in leadership coaching, and this podcast is where we explore it all. There is no conversation too risky. This week, Adrian, Dan, and I sit down and chat about the art frankness. We talk about what makes us come off as a jerk when giving difficult feedback and how we can shift that to being empathetic and effective in any breakdown. So let's dive in. Gentlemen, Dan, Adrian, it's so good to be with you. Yes, yes, yes. My favorite hour of the week. Yeah, great to be here. Here we are once again. A couple of housekeeping things really quick. We have a survey in the description of this episode. We would really love your feedback on the podcast. It would take you less than five minutes, and it would be such of high value to us to know what's working, what's not working, what you would love more of, what would be helpful for you. If you have topic suggestions, that's a great place to put those things. If you're there's something you're struggling with, you could have an entire 25 minutes of our brain trust on your challenge. Right on. Just let us know what that is. And we would be more than excited to um, record that, and uh, and and that would be a huge blessing to us. So the the link is in the description below. Go ahead and click that. Take less than five minutes. Let us know what you think. Give us your feedback. Yeah. Second, we've got revenant coming up. Well, we've got a few revenants coming up. Uh, particularly in the immediate, we have a revenant coming up in February. Um, What's and then the revenant, one- Chad? The Revenant oh. is a gym for the mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's a good point. And <laughs> if you haven't been listening to this or you're not familiar, you should go to wearerevenant.com, check it out. There's a lot of great information there. There's testimonials uh, of people's experiences that have attended The Revenant. People talk about The Revenant as one of the top three most transformative experiences of their life. And, um, and, and that's, uh, I mean, that says it all. Enough said. Uh, so this is a live training, live four-day training. This upcoming one in February is uh, in Boise, Idaho, God's country. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I, I just don't, they're filling up. And I don't want anybody who wants to be there to miss this opportunity. So go check it out. Um, and uh, we would love to see you in Boise, Idaho. And and I would just add to that, you know, everybody's Thanks. always looking for, there's always a conversation about New Year's resolutions and, you know, I have an itch for wanting a new year to feel new to me and that may, maybe my life will get closer to what I dream of it to be. Um, stop dreaming and just start doing this because it's a, it's a wonderful kind of stake in the ground, not kind of, it is a wonderful stake in the ground for you to decide that 
I am choosing to make 2024 the best year of my life. And that will take sacrifice. That will take a lot of help, uh, a shit ton of intentionality. And you don't even know how to do it. That's the reality. You don't know how to do it because you made 2023 what the way 2023 was. Maybe you wandered into it. Maybe you, you know, whatever, write it off as a loss. My invite is to just decide to take this year seriously. You don't know if you're going to get a 2025. Why not make this the best year you've ever had? Best in lots of categories in your life. And my, what I promise you is if you come in with that and we'll help you get clear on how to make it valuable for you and the people closest to you and those that are you know in your proximity, whether it's in your company, in your family or whatever, we promise to stand with you so you can set the year out in a way that's going to, the trajectory of your year will be mind-blowing. So don't set a resolution. Sign up. We are Revenant.com. Yeah. Take a stand. Don't set a, res- don't set a resolution. Take a stand. Yeah, whatever. Resolution you don't really give a shit about anyway. Because whatever. It's just the thing. I just, you just write it down in a journal. No, no. Come. Come to the gym. We're going to put some work in. I'm committed for this year to be the best year of my life. And I've had some really good fucking years. But this year is going to be the, <laughs> the most resourceful year of my life. I know That's it. great. Yep. Dan, you're a little quiet. So if you pull your microphone a little bit closer. Thank you, sir. Hear, hear your brilliance a little bit better. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So on to today's topic, unless there's any other housekeeping you guys want to keep track of, anybody, am I getting fired? Are we breaking up? Any kind of <laughs> No, no we'll we're just not going to we'll pay you, that. but we're really glad you're sure. here. Yeah, okay, great. Lots of appreciation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you mean so much to us, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, great. So this was so timely because we we chatted yesterday about the topics that we wanted to cover. This one came up. And then I was on a coaching call this morning that really displayed this for me perfectly. And this is a conversation that I hear. I feel like is really common in my coaching calls. I don't know if it's common for you guys. We're talking through this. This gentleman is a he's the VP of technology of a large organization and uh, manages about 13 people something like that. Yep. And um, we're talking about some challenges that he's having with somebody on his team who consistently doesn't deliver uh, when he has a deadline or when, you know, in communication, doesn't respond when requests are made, uh, doesn't join the team conversations. And these are patterns that he's identified. And we were, I was talking to him about what he really wants to say to this guy. Like, what, what do you want this guy to know? And he gave it to me very plain and simple. And it was clear. And I said, well, have you said that to him? <laughs> and he said, well, no, I don't want to be a dick. Yeah. So you're admitting you're a dick. <laughs> you just admitted that you're a dick. So go ahead. You want to be an inauthentic dick now. That makes you a double yeah. dick. <laughs> dick squared. Dick squared. A double All dick. All right. A double dick. <laughs> Um, Double tick. So today we're going to talk about the art of frankness. Uh-huh. And this, this, um, you know, how to be kind without being a pushover yeah. you could, is one way to put it. How to be frank without being wow. a dick. Um, I, however, we, I mean, there's a, there's different angles or different ways that pe- perspectives of people look at this idea. But it is a common question or at least a common conversation that comes up for me in my coaching um in my coaching calls. And, and, uh, there is, I, I just think it's something we haven't really talked much about. I think we did when we did the series of the paradoxes a little bit, 
um, which I think we'll talk a bit about the Harrison paradox that uh, relates to this, which is for those of you listening that don't know, the Harrison is an assessment that we use, a leadership assessment that's around preferences. And we can really map out the preferences for you and your team. And it's really powerful to find out where people prefer, what what behaviors they engage in when stress goes up, that kind of stuff. And uh, one of those paradoxes is the the relationship between frankness and diplomacy. And that's that's like the that's like the technical speak of what we're talking about, um, but I, I'm curious, uh, Dan. You you opened by saying so you're so you really are a dick. Then why do you, why do you say that? Like it, yeah. Go ahead. I, I just I think that's such an interesting concept. Well, he admitted it. Yeah. In his mind, he's a dick because he said directly to you what he meant and where he really was. And then he said he didn't want to be a dick. Well, you if that's being a dick, then you're already a dick. So, you know, maybe there's a way to politely or, you know, diplomatically be a dick. Uh, maybe you could have an opinion. You don't have to take it like the truth. It could be a, a, a hypothesis. You could dis, You could make the decision as an experiment rather than like it's absolutely the truth. And, you know, you could speak and argue like you're right, but listen like you could be wrong. And that would probably take the dickness off of your communication. Yeah. Wow. You just covered so much ground there. So let's let's slow down for just a second. What are some of what are some of the attitudes that contribute to somebody thinking that if they were to give difficult feedback or the truth, what the the result, if they were to point out the result that somebody's creating, that that is being a dick. What leads to that kind of thinking? Well, I think he's anticipating that the other person doesn't want to hear what he has to say. And so if he says it in some way, it must be forcing it on the other person. That's what I imagine. That's one possibility. Yeah, you know. well, there's a lot here. Um, yeah, uh, to follow your question, you know, he's, you know, he's, I don't know. That's what I'd be curious about with this guy is first off, what does being a dick mean? And it, 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 does that mean saying something that hurts someone's feelings? Does it mean being harsh or being tough? Um, holding the other person to an objective standard? Is that not what he wants to do? And if so, get real about that. You know, I, my, my first, the thing I was writing down is just kind of taking notes of just listening to my own mind as you were teeing this up like he's settling for less and he's lying about it and let's just get real about that like he's been you know it's like if someone's not keeping their promises um and i go along with it i am settling for less they're not doing anything i mean you know they're doing xyz but that's objective i've decided the relationship i want with that which is like i don't know let's call them micro failures um, and I'm okay with micro failures. That's my communication. Like, yeah. is like, you know, when somebody blows it and I don't, don't, and I act like I don't notice it, I'm telling them, cool, keep it up, Bob. And that's like, I'm okay with that. So there's like, he's settling for less and then lying about it to himself. So there's so much like internal game here. So people want to talk about conflict is about the other person. If I get myself clear about the internal conflict I'm in, that does 90% of the work here. So 
Wait, 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 wait. Let's move on from that really, really quick. Adrian, talk about what do you mean to get clear on the what? What's that internal conflict? I've got so, some ideas, but I think it is. But I want to hear what you're. Right. So we're always studying relatedness because reality happens in relatedness. So, which is a weird way of saying, like, there's something happening. I choose my relationship, what I think about, how I feel about, what I will do about, what I won't do about. That's all relatedness, how I'm choosing to relate myself to the objective truth, to what's happening or didn't happen, right? So the guy said he would do something by Friday. He didn't do it by Friday. It's now it's next Wednesday. That's just something that happened. And I choose how I'm going to relate to that thing. And this guy's frustrated because his relationship up until now to that thing is betraying the vision for the company, most likely, definitely betraying his probably unspoken commitment to people on his team, probably unspoken, Um, and he's betraying himself, and he's betraying his future. There's lots of things in which he's lying to himself. So first step is like, let's just get real, man. Yeah, that and you're you're trading, you're trading, probably you're trading affection for results. Well, there's a level of inauthenticity. Right on. Huge level of inauthenticity to say that, you know, he doesn't want to say because he doesn't want to be a dick to the guy. But right. I think he just doesn't he, he doesn't give a shit enough to say what's true. And he's protecting himself. It's really him. He's concerned about not right the on. person he's talking to. How he so, looks. Yeah, that's like, right. Like, and how he feels, and yeah, right on. So. Yeah, and no, and I would just say no big deal, man. I mean, like, meaning that that's okay. Everybody's got that T-shirt. I've done it so many times in my life, um, where I didn't say what needed to be said in order to protect myself, or to look good, or to like be a cool dude. You know, it's like especially this all ties into our life lies. Like, I, I don't, you know, for me, it's like I don't want to be too intense. So, like, don't make a mountain out of a molehill, Adrian. Blah 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 blah. When really, no, no, no. It's a fucking mountain to me. You want to make it a molehill, no big deal, but I'm running the show around here, so I get to decide if this is a mountain or a molehill, and it's a, mo- it's a mountain to me. Not that I get to the end of the story, but I ought to be real about the effect of XYZ behavior on me and what I think about it and what I make up about it, about the future. Like, just get real about it. Because he's, well, he's already is a... Sorry, I'll finish here. But- he already is a dick, to Dan's point, because he's lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a lie. Take your analogy a little bit further with the molehill or the mountain. Why are molehills not worth talking about? Right on. Mountains that's always the, start out as molehills. That's <laughs> right. That's right. And it's only a mountain now because it's. I've seen the molehill and the molehills has kept growing, and now we're looking at a fucking mountain, trying to convince ourselves it's just back to being a molehill, and it's not. Yeah. Because of the way I've been lying to myself the whole way. So when I say internal game, it's it's deciding to get responsible with my own inauthenticity. Molehills are future mountains. I love I, that. We need I've a cool. Seen the molehill and I, and the molehill is me. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the yeah. enemy and the enemy is me. Yeah, right it's on. interesting because he's he's making it about the other guy. That's the part that really kind of gets me crazy because somehow. Yep. This this other person's making it impossible for him to be say what he needs to say right. to support this That's right. woman or whoever this gal or whoever he's talking to, and they now become the scapegoat. Right. Well, so here's here's what I here's what I started thinking about 
there's there's this example in the book Leadership and Self Deception, getting out of the box, where um, it's a it's a manager talking with an executive, and the executive's taking him through some a series of what their culture is, series of conversations about what their culture values and how they behave, and all that sort of stuff. And this manager had berated somebody for coming into his conference room and erasing the whiteboard. Right, he had notes on the whiteboard. Uh, somebody lower level came in, erased it when they used the the conference room, and he berated her for that. And uh, and then they have this whole dialogue. It's a really powerful dialogue. Yeah. They have this whole powerful dialogue about was it the thing that you were saying, or was it the way that you that you were like who you were being when you said the thing that needed to be said? Because the executive's point was. I agree. Something needed to be said. It wasn't right to go in and just erase all of the all of it, uh, all of the notes without talking to somebody, without checking in. However, I suppose. I suppose you know, if like I write stuff on the board, if it's really important to me, I'm gonna anyway. Sure, take a picture of it. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But if if that's a value you want on your team, that's something you could talk about, right? right? Like. If yeah. there's something on the board, just check around. Just make sure it's been or just recorded. take a picture of it, and then you know whatever. Sure. Anyway, yes, keep going. So. Yeah, I just I enjoy. It's a fucking That's mountain right. to me, dude. It's a mountain to me. This guy's lying too. We're all lying. Anyway, keep going. the The conversation went to the judgments he has about this woman, and you know, and the executive asks him, "Well, what do you really think of her?" And, you know, and he goes through this internal dialogue of like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it's, it's to the effect of, well, you know, she's lower level. She doesn't really, she's not really crucial, blah, 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 blah. And to me, um, that would our judgments have a hold of us, your, like the judgments of this person, that's when you're going to show up like a dick. One of the one of the reasons you would show up with a, as a dick in this feedback process is when the judgments are what is driving your feedback, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, and they have us rather than us having them. It's not that the judgments aren't there; of course they're there, but who's in control? Life is not fair; it's what you negotiate. Let me say that one more time: Life is not fair; it's what you negotiate. Now that's an interesting thought. If that's true, it means that everything you have in life right now, the possessions, the relationships, the fitness, the mindset, are all a product of your negotiations with others and yourself. And if that's true, wouldn't you wanna be very clear on how you negotiate, what's effective and what's ineffective, what your strengths are and what your blind spots are? It is after all, producing all the results in your life. So here's the deal. We put together a 15 question quiz that you can take in five minutes or less and find out exactly what your negotiation style is. The results of this quiz will give you insight into your strengths and blind spots in negotiation. It will also give you insight in how you can accentuate those strengths or compensate for the blind spots. Think for just one second with me, all of the conversations you're having in your life. Think about compensation or advancement conversations with people on your team, discussing financial decisions with a partner, 
or just getting your kids to get their damn shoes on so that you can leave the house. All of these conversations are negotiations. This simple yet powerful tool has the potential to reinvent the way you get what you want in every aspect of life. Go to negotiation.takenewground.com right now or click the link in the description of this episode and find out what negotiation style you embody. You can thank us later. Now back to the show. You're believing that the, the world is the way you perceive it to be and you're now going around defending and protecting that idea. And that is what locks me into a certain way of being. Because yeah, I'm, I'm convinced that the way I see it is the truth. And yeah. how could it be any other way? Yeah, right. Anyway, I just thought, I mean, thinking through the attitudes that if people can identify the attitudes or the, the, the relationship they have with people, which is what's kind of what I hear you guys talking about, it's going to determine the context of the delivery of the feedback. Yes. Yeah, I, I, this, I am the speaker, and so I determine the context of my language, of my speech. Uh-huh. So if the context includes uh, you're a low-level, unimportant nobody, and you just erased what was most important because I wrote it, then... That's going to come across in the communication. I, I love it when he, he tells him in the story, you've got a problem. <laughs> you have the problem. That's right. Yep. One of the indicators is that if you're afraid of giving this, like if you're afraid of being the dick when you give this this feedback, you might want to take a look at how you're relating to the person, the judgments that you have of them, yep. or what you like, what the reality of this you've made up, the offense is, before you go and try to have this conversation in a way that's going to produce something meaningful. Right, and yeah. this goes to, you know, it probably built up over time. You know, yes. dickness comes over time. I didn't want to say something about this here, and I didn't want to say something about it there, and I didn't want to say something about it there. So now I'm carrying all of the judgments I used to justify my not saying anything in those three instances, and now I'm carrying this big bag of shit with me and I'm going to hit you in the head with it. And But the problem's still the way. It's just, it might be this big. It's a small thing maybe, but it seems like a big thing because I've waited this long and brewed in my own stuff without questioning it. And now, bam. And I, I mean, I'm saying this because I have the t-shirt. That's Adrian yeah, Westley, right. but, yeah. but you know, that, that's what happens when we carry it. You know, what you don't <laughs> confront now defeats you later, right? That's Yep. It's, yep. I, I, it's if not externally, internally. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking that, uh, you know, and, and so that type of response where it's like we've we've tolerated something for a long time, acted like it was okay, and then we go, you know, aggressively attack the person and we have no longer have an eyes on the problem. Um, that's immature. And that's the coward's way out. Like that, like doing it that way is just what cowards do. And I've got that T-shirt too, right? So now it's like, now I'm only going to speak from my offense. And now I want to let you know that this behavior is about me instead of it being for them and for the vision and for the team and also for me. But I'm like a part of that. Right now, when I go be a dick to them, it's really just a, a an authority move. And that's immature. And that's because you're a coward. Yeah. And we've all, I've done it. 
them. So, but that's, I mean, it's just good to like think of I me. Mean, I think about that, like that to slow down and to get real is what, what maturity, that's the conversation of maturity. And it takes courage to be mature and not to be a diva. It takes courage. So we're calling people into uh, being honest earlier instead of like holding off for your own benefit. You always act, everybody always acts like, oh, I didn't want to like step on their toes. But that's always bullshit. Because there's ways to check in on someone yeah. out of love and they get it. You know, we do that often on our team. Like there's a big thing happening. We're like, hey, is there anything happening with this thing? Just check it in about it. Didn't hear, haven't heard about it in a while, you know, because we can get ADD plenty and just go checking in on something for all place of love and concern for the future and for the person. Anyway, there's like all those really great ways of doing it. Yeah, that's, that's where I want to end this conversation is what else is possible in this? How, what are the attitudes? What are the ways of being that can drive us to be both frank and kind? Yeah, frank, frank and loving, frank and caring, and a couple that I'm, I've I've been writing them down as they've come out just naturally in conversation for you two. One of them that I'm hearing is courageous, takes courage yep. to like let go of your judgments, let go of what you've made up to be true, and accept. So curious is another one that I pulled out. Like, what am I missing? Yep. How did I contribute to this? Right. Without without giving up what you think it is, you can certainly, I can say what I think is going on, but I'm saying it from, I think this is going on, rather than this is what's going on. Right. And I can listen, I can argue that point and listen very clear, clearly, like be willing to see that I may not have it all, or I could be completely off in my interpretation and that makes it a lot easier for the other person in a tonal contextual way to consider what I had to say because I'm testing, I'm checking in with them about my own opinion rather than forcing my opinion on them. Right. Yeah, anyway. Well, it's it, to, to, to uh, connect as well to one of the other paradoxes in the Harrison assessment. If you guys haven't taken that, if you're listening and haven't taken the Harrison assessment and you're interested in doing that, reach out to us. We'll gladly... Uh, help you find a way to do that. Um, so there's all these paradoxes Chad was alluding to, and that's where this is. These paradoxes must be managed, or they're going to kill you. Like you know, it's all you're going to fail in unique ways. Um, one of the other paradox here is uh, this happens all the time. It's always it it is routinely. Uh, it might be the spot. I don't know what your view on it, guys, would be, but the spot in which teams fail is this other paradox of enforcing. Is the is what's what it needed like the strength uh, enforcing they say enforcing upon the rules being followed I always think of it like it, like insisting upon the standards being kept yeah so mm-hmm. that's enforcing um, and everybody has a preference level for that they might have a strong preference for that and you don't let shit fly at all and if things get off one degree you're going to talk about it I would be someone that has a high preference for enforcing um, and the the x axis or the gentle trait is like warmth and empathy. So it's kind of plays into this as well. It's really, I think it's kind of the behind the scenes paradox that shows up in this, I don't want to be a dick thing. It's really take a look at your level of commitment to generating a warm, empathic environment and your level of commitment to keeping the standards. And yeah, if you're at way, that, go ahead. I was going to say, another way I think about warmth and empathy is staying connected with the other person. I'm, I'm going to 
I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be connected to it when I say it. So, I'm not going to just do a drive-by. I'm going to, I'm going to be. There's going to be some affinity. I'm going to have some empathy, even though I may not even sympathize with them. But I have right. a sense of where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it, and illuminates. So on the enforcing side, everybody, for your listing and have a company, everybody right now has a relationship to the vision of the company. They have a, some kind of relationship. They might be like all in and really committed to it and will do no matter what, you know, do whatever it takes, no matter what, in order to deliver on the vision. Some people are just there for a paycheck and you know what that feels like. Um, and if the, if a large group of your people are just for a paycheck, you're the fool. Because you've allowed that, you've probably hired them into that, and you've seen tons of evidence about the fact that they're not that engaged, they don't really care that much, and if all the times you haven't said something, that's how you set your life up for it to be this way. So it doesn't, it's not like a dick, it's just let's get real together, you know, to your point, like from a connected perspective, like, hey, this matters to me, it seems like it doesn't matter to you, here's some evidence that I've why I say it that way, because, you know, you've missed this and you've missed this and missed this. And this really matters to me. And you could translate that as you being a dick uh, or you could translate that as like you being responsible and being honest. And if you're not that engaged, it's good to get real about that, too. It's like, oh, I'm just playing business. I'm not actually committed to this thing happening. I'm just I'm just collecting a paycheck and doing the least amount necessary or at least I'll do the amount necessary that keeps me comfortable instead of building in a system of let's talk about problems early for each other, not to be the traffic cop, but for each other. Because if we don't handle this well, we will lose, and losing sucks. So I I think about another way to look at this is I've actually created it by giving consent to the condition. Right on. the minute somebody says something or does something, that doesn't work, and I don't speak up. I'm now creating tacit consent. It's like, without saying the words, I'm saying, okay, that's fine, because I haven't spoken up. So they'll take it that way as well. They'll think what they're doing is actually working, and I'll think they're being insensitive, stupid, whatever the language is. They're wasting my time, but I'm not saying anything, so they don't know. All they know is it must be okay, because nobody said anything. Yep, Yep. Great. Well, um, thanks for this. This is a great conversation. Yeah. And uh, this is a practice. Yeah. For yeah. those of you, so those of you that are listening and and can relate to the dick side of stuff that we've been talking about, welcome to the club. This is the human experience. Uh, we you've heard all of us say multiple times through this conversation. I can own. I own this one. I own this one. I own it. How? What? Frequently. And then it's a practice to get realigned with what I'm actually committed to and, and go again. And that's the beauty is that you get to go until you're dead. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 There's no arriving. Yeah. 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 I was thinking well, if there's any final thoughts on my side, uh, this isn't, this is a natural tension, uh, which I think you're saying. Um, and, you know, there's lots of, wh- there's the, the, the art of having the conversation is pretty easy um, if you decide to have it, if you decide that it matters to you. Um, and if you were to take deep personal responsibility, which we're going to invite everybody we work with, is start off by taking deep personal responsibility 
there's a phrase that came out in the training recently that I've said a lot, like a sense it came out, which is always confess before you correct. So if you've got responsibility, which you do, I guarantee you, if someone's blowing it on your team or has been blowing it, you've got responsibility. And so go confess that. And confess is a funny word for people. But go ahead and just share, hey, this has been off for a while and I've acted like it didn't bother me or I've acted like there's no consequences to it. And, I, and you know, so let me just start this conversation by sharing how I've missed it with you and I've missed it for the team. If you do that, it sets up a great context for like for owning it together. And then you guys can actually be shoulder to shoulder because you're looking at your own inauthenticity, your own criminality, your own way that you lie and blah, blah, blah. And like, there's no big deal about that. But you can get shoulder to shoulder and say, hey, I missed it, man. And I'm, you know, so I'm here letting you know how I've missed it. And would you forgive me for that? Because I've not been a good leader. Yeah. And also, I need to call you up. I'm here. This part of this is to put a line in the sand. This type of behavior won't serve our future. So um, this is also a challenging conversation. Um, And you'll see how they relate to it. Yeah, it occurs to me that you can't explain your way out of what you behaved your way into. So right on. if you find yourself in a situation where you're defensive or the other party's defensive or they feel attacked, I, I earned it somehow. I behaved yep. my way into it. So it's better just to slow down and understand how I contributed to the the tanglement, the knot that we have at the time. Comes to what you were saying exactly. Yep. Yep. Great, guys. This is great. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Go fill out that survey, please. Yeah. Thank you in advance. Yes. Talk soon. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Naked Leadership Podcast. As a heads up, every Friday, we post a Cliff Notes version of that week's conversation with all the highlights in under five minutes. Check that out for a quick and powerful reminder of the principles discussed. I hope this conversation has been valuable to you. If it has, the greatest compliment you could pay us is sharing it with somebody who could use it. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, bye-bye, everybody.